Hello, this is Charlie Romans. I'm here at the Jewel Art Gallery talking to Marie Reynolds. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing better since I'm seeing all this amazing amount of art. And you know, it, it's got a wide range of styles. Because I'm seeing like, you know, the picture over here. And of course, nobody can see this on the podcast. Yeah. I'll, I'll do my best to yeah. describe it. You've got a gentleman on the horse dressed in Western gear and the dog next to him. And then you've got... Looks like, uh, are, the, are those, uh, is that a painting of an indigenous people? Um, I think that they're African. So we, we, that was one thing that we really wanted in the art gallery was I tried to keep it very diverse so that somebody could come in and be a fan of that specific artist so that we are creating like collectors of people's works. Right. So when they come in, they could say, oh, um, does Gail have any new pieces this week? Or does um, Jerry have any new pieces in? Or we have one person, for example, who does only endangered wildlife. She used to be a um, biologist until she was um, got Lyme disease. Oh, so she's, she, um, we have all these different people, though, that like just create completely different things that we wanted them to be able to be identifiable within like what they're best at so that they can create a following within our art gallery. Well, now you mentioned her. Is, it, is she the one that did the picture? The, it looks like a puffin and pandas. Yes. Name? Yeah. Yeah. She only does um, endangered species. It's something she's really passionate about. We even have some of her little like plants she's done um, six by sixes on. We have Commissioner Josh Blanton, who does astral photography. Um, Travis Williams, who does, um, he's on TikTok. He has a huge, like millions of followers on TikTok where he does his um saw carvings like chainsaw carvings oh yes yeah, see, i'm um, seeing that mm -hmm. the giant lion's head there in yep. the floor that that's obviously a carving yeah and that was actually a commission that i asked him to do i paid him for that personally because i wanted so um in the second floor of this building we have the airbnb and yes. um i wanted to put my money where my mouth was and if yeah. i'm gonna value artists then i'm gonna pay for them to do their works also so that was actually something i had him do for our airbnb and we just haven't taken it up there yet so um the airbnb aspect we have different pieces of art up there that either i've purchased or the artist is willing to let us try to sell them up there. So there's yeah, like, like on a commission basis. Uh huh. Yeah. There's like a QR code. Yeah. There's like a QR code that they could, the, the guest could scan and mm -hmm. take a piece home with them if they wanted to. So there's a yes. lot of like, we just have really tried to support and encourage artists in every possible way. Now that's a lot to take in, in a conversation. Do yeah. you, you have a website that yeah. people can go to? Yeah, we have the jewelartgallery.com, which is our main website. Yes. Um, and it's still, it just went live like a couple days ago. So all of the kinks aren't worked out of it yet. And then we have like our shopping website, which is shopthejewelartgallery.com. And uh, they can go in and check out the individual artists. Yes. And yeah. Nice. And we, another thing that we um, felt really strongly about was, valuing the artist doesn't make it any less um financially taxing on the person who wants their art so maybe somebody comes in and they're like I love this piece it's fifteen hundred dollars I think a lot of artists um if they were selling it themselves maybe like well I'll take you know yada yada we don't want that we want a high brand value here but we do realize that it's still a lot of money um yes. so we have offered um after pay on our website. So that's a really cool feature. So you pay 25% down and it's through a third party company. It's interest free. Okay. And then you pay the other three payments over six weeks, but you get your piece the day that you make the 25% deposit. 
So it's really cool. And then our business gets paid the same day of the 25% deposit, but we yes. get the full amount. It's just a third party system. So I think that that's really helped us to, again, like have this really high brand value and encourage artists that they're, they're not charging too much. It's just, you know, 500, 1500, you know, $2,000. It's a lot of money. Right. But you know, you hit on a good subject there. Artists do devalue themselves because you have a tendency to look, okay, what's my expenses here? And you figure so much for the canvas, so much for the paint and things of that nature. But artists put their heart and soul into it. And, mm -hmm. and any of these paintings, I don't know uh, how fast they paint, but any of these paintings could have taken a week or two weeks to complete. Well, and not only just that, but you know, I'm not an artist. I'm, I joked with you when you first came in, I'm not an artist. I'm just married to one. Um, I could maybe figure out how to do some of this stuff. Maybe I could maybe sit down and dedicate my time and energy, although it's not really something I'm interested in. I want to be a business owner. I want to support them mm -hmm. as an outsider. I want to advocate for them, but maybe, okay. In this fictitious world, maybe I could figure out how to create or replicate what they've done. In that world, though, first of all, I'm not doing it. Second of all, maybe it takes me a year to do it. Yes. Maybe it takes me six months to do it, where it takes them six weeks. And that's another thing that I had to, like, have these conversations with these artists. Just because you're getting it done quickly, you know, some of them can sit down. And my husband, for example, he's a fast painter. Mm -hmm. um, some of them can sit down and they can create something in a matter of, you know, a couple hours. But that doesn't mean that the next person could do that in that time frame, And that's something that you have to kind of like weigh your cost in just because it took me two hours to do it. Doesn't mean I'm going to charge, you know, $10 an hour for the piece. It means that you're going to like, what would that, if I, if I was doing it, you know, as a non-artist, right. how long would that take me and charge that appropriately? Well, see, you seem to be in the perfect position because you can advocate for the artists. Right. Plus, you can educate the customer on art appreciation, on what actually goes right. into it. And you have the inside track there because you said your husband's Yeah, amazed. yeah. So uh, you, you see all levels of it. Yeah, so um, my husband went to um, college for art and design. He um, is concentrated in painting. Um, he's an amazing artist. He's a muralist full-time. And what got us into the realization of that this could be a successful business, right, was he um, had to quit his full-time job to be a full-time artist muralist, even in Ashland, Kentucky, where our population is not, you know, we're not an urban city. Right. Um, but what we saw was that, you know, he's right now booked up until July. He is in the thought process now of creating like a mural team rather than it just being a singular him person doing it. Um, because his business is so explosive and he's doing so well that he's having to say no to doing some murals because he can't get them in until, you know, maybe July or August. Um, so it's, that's a good problem to have. It's a great problem to have. And it also just opened our eyes to, if he could be successful, why not the next person here? You know, we're 90% local art here. Yes. Um, if, if he could be successful and he's created this following and he's created this really, um, you know, great brand in, you know, his business, Elias Reynolds art, if he's created that, why can't the next person do it? That there's obviously a demand is what we came to. Yes. And, uh, and I think that you feel that need quite well here. 
Now, if if someone was, uh, as you said before, a uh, you know, starving artist mm -hmm. and really didn't know how to go about getting their work in front of people, mm -hmm. uh, could they call you and ask you questions? They could ask me questions um, for sure, and I'm willing to help anyone. However, our wall space, as you can tell, is pretty limited. Right, um, yes. And we, we're selling things all the time. Um, so I think we have about 42 contracted artists. Um, oh, you just saw excellent. one just come in. Um, this is Josh, and he just brought in um, a sculpture of Martin Luther King for Black History Month. We're coming at, on the end of it. But, um, yeah, so we, um, we got to the point where... <laughs> We got to the point where we were saying we had so many people that wanted to be in. We had to start saying no to them so that we could, um, you know, if he wanted to bring in a piece, if Josh wanted to bring in a piece, we're not having to like say, oh, no, our artists that are already here, you can't bring in any, anything else. Does that make sense? Right. Yes, it does. Because I mean, you have a wonderful display here. If you crowded that together, it would take away from it. Absolutely. So, and and space, no matter it wouldn't matter if your your gallery was three times the size, it's still finite. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the benefits of, of an online model. We've right. you, you know that uh, the space there is virtually unlimited. Absolutely. Now, are you the gentleman who carved the line? No, he he does he does ceramics. So he just did this um, Martin Luther King ceramic Oh, okay. Piece. I didn't see it setting there. That's the reason I asked. It's That's very awesome. Nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, he does... So his grandmother had, like, warehouses of ceramic molds, and when she passed, he kind of took over all of that for her. Well, now, ceramics are really popular in the area because a lot of people do them, everything from, you know, little ceramic lamps and bowls, sure. coffee cups, things like that. Sure. And... Uh, uh, there used to be a place that would fire it for you and things like that, mm -hmm. but but this is 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 a hundred levels above that. Yeah, <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. And you, you're preserving yeah. the preserving the culture. Yeah, and Josh is a really cool guy too. He, if he does anything that's like Christian or religious related, he donates. What did he say? Like ten percent, if not more, back to his church or the missions. So it really it, it's art supporting the community too. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which is amazing because if you get all the various things working together, then I think it overall makes uh, the uh, well, makes it better for everybody. Yeah, when you support an artist, you support everyone. You know, just like we just talked about, you're not just supporting. You know, this is one of the only places where ninety percent of this is going straight back into your local community. This is our local economy that we're supporting. Um, this isn't, you know, we're not getting things wholesale from some website online and, you know, getting um, dead artists who, you know, their income doesn't matter anymore. We're supporting living artists in our economy, in our local economy. And when living artists are supported, you know, Josh is going to go and he's going to support his church and he's going to go buy groceries at Pennington's Food Fair or, you know, whatever else it is. Right. This is one of the only places that we can authentically say 90% of this is going right back into our own city. So even though you're spending money, maybe you buy a piece from, you know, my husband has that Bengal tiger up there. Maybe you buy that piece, but then the, the, the money he spends on that, he's going to spend maybe at your business or maybe at something that supports you. It's so much bigger than art. Um, and that's why like my little like mantra in my head has been, 
if you support an artist, you support everyone. Like really, truly, you really do. It's not just the artist. Well, I agree with that because one of the measurements on whether or not a society is valid is do they create art? Mm -hmm. And on a local level, we have a lot of artists. Mm -hmm. So that would indicate to me that we we have a local society that's vibrant. Oh, yeah. I've seen amazing uh, paintings done on on rocks that that were Mm -hmm. taken out of the creek. Right. We, we have the talent, and, and a place like this helps to showcase mm-hmm. that talent. When this isn't even the half of it, we're already looking into getting, like, a larger space. You know, not tomorrow, but, you know, in the next couple of years, getting a larger space. Because I had probably over 100 applications to be in here. Um, and not all of them were denied because they were just not good enough. You know, I, it truly wasn't that. It was a matter of, like, number one. Like I said, we wanted to have a diversity. So if something was maybe similar to somebody else's work, I didn't want to like infringe on that relationship. I wanted them to have, you know, their own thing that they can have as their own. And so like for Josh, I have his ceramics, but then I also, and his are mold ceramics, but then I also have handmade ceramics that are a little pricier. So we've tried to have something for everyone, but still staying within each person kind of like, I wouldn't take on another mosaic tile person other than um, Dr. Warwick. You know, she's a neurologist at King's Daughter. She's just amazing. Um, And it's so funny. Most of the things that she she, has joked, she spends as much as she makes with us. (laughs) She's constantly, like, supporting and everything. But, um, like, I wouldn't take on another person like that. So some people, you know, maybe apply and there's already something similar and it just didn't work out. But then some people, it was just a matter of space. Like, I don't have any more space to to support them. But all that to say, we had nearly, if not more than 100 applications, and 42 of those are, are here. So it's it's been crazy. There, It's crazy to think that there's 60 others out there that, you know, it wasn't for lack of talent or lack of ability. It was a matter of just logistics you know right you know as you were talking there it occurred to me that uh not only do you see this wonderful art you're also since it is local you're seeing another aspect of your neighbors right you may think you know john down the street he works for you know whatever company right. and yeah he's travis a good neighbor. williams does works at marathon and mm-hmm. does his chainsaw carvings on the side you know yeah and and you never wouldn't know that unless it was showcased sure. in a place like this yeah well and there's a lot of aspects to this that it's like we have the physical appalachia here yes. i don't know if that makes sense but like you know we have this like almost nostalgic idea of what appalachia looks like mm-hmm. But we have the physical form of it right here. You know, we have Kevin, Tony. He'll be here in a few minutes. He's going to do a weaving demonstration today. Yes. Um, he has an alpaca farm in Calixburg, literally just down the road in Calixburg, where he shears his um, alpacas, takes their wool, cleans it, um, makes it, turns it into yarn, it gets turned into yarn, and then weaves these beautiful weighted blankets that we have. He dyes them by hand, uses plant-based natural dyes. And it's like, that is Appalachia. It is. You know what I mean? Like that is Appalachia at our fingertips and taking these like um, colonial style weavings and they're present day, they're right here. You know, it's just crazy that we have that right here. Um, Again, it's so much more than just art. It's, you know, you're getting somebody's story with it. You're getting their passion with it. You're getting like 
why he wanted to start doing that. You're getting Josh's grandmother's right. molds. Like it's it's so much more than just the art itself. Yes, exactly. And I think that's uh, it's, it's wonderful that you can do that. Yeah. And I think anybody would be well served to come down here and look around, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. Now, how would you tell people to get here? Um, we're located right behind Fat Patties in downtown Ashland. That is the, our most central marking point or um, right across the street from the Delta um, Hotel. Okay. That's, I think, the easiest. The address is 323 15th Street, Ashland, Kentucky. And do you have a phone number where people can call? Yeah, it's my personal um, phone number, 606-465-4898. Okay. Now, if you don't care, let's shift gears a little bit. Sure. Because you also have the Airbnb. Yeah. Now, what can you tell me about that to start with? A lot of people might not even know what an Airbnb is. Okay. So an Airbnb is like a short-term rental, um, similar to a hotel, but often they're a little bit cozier. Airbnb is the platform in which we chose to um, market our short-term rental. Um, We obviously could have done it privately, but that would have been a lot of work. We could have used VRBO, um, the website, but we liked Airbnb. It's a little bit easier, more user-friendly to use. Um, I just liked it better. Um, The reason that we did it was honestly just a um, financial aspect to it. I couldn't afford to rent. Um, I am a a very logistic person. I I want to know Uh, I want to be able to measure how successful we could be. And before starting this, I had no idea how successful an art gallery would be. There's no way to measure how successful a local art gallery would be. I knew my husband was successful and I knew he did well, but I had no idea, like, how do you measure that? How do you say, well, if we sell X amount of dollars, there's no way to do that. Um, So I felt it was very risky to like rent a space for $2,000 a month when I don't even know if we're going to sell $2,000 a month, you know? This is true. So that's why we went through the aspect of um, purchasing a building. And that's a whole nother story that we could talk about it <laughs> another time because it had God's grace all around it. Um, we didn't even put money down on this building. Like it was the craziest thing. Oh, that's he, like a great deal. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. He, my banker allowed us to use, and we could have, you know, we were prepared to, Right. but the banker allowed my husband's mural to be the down payment. Oh, I see. He that. was very creative in how he structured it. And, and it was just like, we really felt like God's grace on this. Like we had a very creative minded business person. We had a very yes. creative minded banker. Um, he allowed his mural to be the deposit on the building. Um, because if you're doing renovations to something, you, you can often use what renovations you do to it as the down payment. So the down payment was the mural, um, on the outside of the building. If you're familiar with it, if you've seen it, it's a huge pirate ship, which that, that has a lot of meaning to us too. Um, I knew that I wanted to name this the jewel art gallery. Um, our third daughter's middle name is jewel. And it just kind of like, I just kept thinking it's the jewel and, you know, we're coming up with mural ideas and everything. And, um, my husband's like, well, what do you want it to be? Do you want it to be a concept or do you want it to be like a, a image? Like, what do you want it to be? And I was like, I don't know. I just keep imagining a pirate ship. And it was like, as soon as I said that, um, I believe it was the Holy spirit gave me this whole vision for what's the most valuable thing a pirate could plunder, but art. Um, so if you see the building, you see the, the mural on it, there's, um, pieces of art that are kind of in the waters, you know, as the ship is, you know, trying to plunder all of this art, we're trying to instill like a concept of like 
art being the most valuable thing that you can have. Um, so anyways, we, um, all that to say that was how the banker allowed us to purchase the building, which was crazy. It was amazing on its own. Um, and so anyways, we, we knew that we wanted to have multiple streams of income to be able to support this. So, um, if you're here, you know, that like the front half of the art gallery is a little bookstore yes. that our friends have um, leased out space from us. So we tried to create as many streams of income within one purchase as we could. Um, that was honestly the only reason that we did that. But within that, you know, we have the, each room upstairs is, um, decorated in a different, um, like we have a gold room, a diamond room, a black onyx room and a rose gold room, like to speak to like the jewel theme, like right, kind yes. of like keep it on brand. Um, and then each room has art from local artists or art that can be purchased from local artists. Yes. Um, so it's just a really cool, cool idea. It's a four bedroom, one bathroom, has a laundry room, has a kitchenette. It's, it's really nice. It's a, it's been really good for, um, traveling nurses and, you know, um, photographers that want a place that's, you know, pretty and a little bit different than for them to shoot in. It's, it's been really nice. So now how would people go about maybe looking at this online? Yeah. So the Airbnb website, um, is the easiest way to look at it. And I want to say that it's just airbnb.com slash, um, the jewel. Um, I think that, I think it's that simple, but if you just search it on Ashland, uh, in Airbnb, the website, and then search Ashland, Kentucky, it'll come up. Yeah. Have you managed to just keep it full, keep it rented? Um, it's doing pretty well. We've had like, I want to say like 12 stays, maybe some, some of them have been two weeks. Some of them have been three days. Some of them have been two days, you know, it just kind of varies. Um, we've been open since January, so I, I think that that's pretty good. Yeah, well, I would think so. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, where have your, uh, I guess, uh, tenants came from? Like I said, some of them, one guy that stayed for two weeks, he was a, I'm going to say the name of his profession wrong. I want to say it's a pulmonologist, but that's not what it is. He operates the heart machines that go into like heart cardiac surgeries. Um, so I guess King's Daughters has all of that profession on contract. They don't, um, they, they bring people in. They don't have a specific person. So every person that does that job is somebody that they've gotten in from out of town. Um, so he chose to stay with us and, you know, for him, it was walking distance. It's like, um, half a mile from here to King's daughter. So he walked there. Um, that was another thing that was really appealing for him, um, was that he wanted a way to, or he wanted a, a place to say that he could walk to so he didn't have to rent a car. Yes. Which makes total sense. Oh yeah, definitely. And, and then too, you know, you're within walking distance, so many other things too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Fat patties. And, and once we have the coffee shop, so, the building is broken up into one large building and then one little tiny building that you've probably seen next door. That's like 300 square feet. Um, they just finished and passed the plumbing inspection yesterday. Um, and the electric is being finished up. They should be in business the first week of March. Um, so we're really, really close to that. So that's going to be even more appealing for our guests. I think to be able to wake up and, you know, like smell the coffee and be right there, <laughs> run down, you know, husband will run downstairs, get coffee for his wife and then come right back up. Like just a really cool urban feel. We have Kevin about to walk into with his dog. He has a, a three legged dog that comes with him and does his weaving demonstrations with him. So, uh, 
What would be uh, the one thing, or, or I guess several things that you'd want to tell people to make them aware of your wonderful place and, and pull them in? I just think you have to be here. You know, like I can post pictures and, and I do, and I have a pretty good social media presence, but it's one of those things that like, you really just have to experience it. And like, it doesn't get old being here. You know, it doesn't even feel like mine. It feels like some cool big city art gallery that has like, we have such a strong mission to support our local artists that it's like, you feel that I think when you walk in, or at least I do. I think that our guests and our patrons and clients feel the like creative energy as they walk in and knowing that like, you know, we had somebody local that um, she's a stay at home parent. She made like $1,500 last month. Like that's amazing that she was able to like be at home, create, and we've given her an avenue in which to sell her amazing pieces. You know, it's just, you just have to be here. Well, thanks a lot for taking the time to talk to me today. Yeah, I really appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely. We'll try to get some people in here to check out this wonderful place. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you.